episode 67. My name is Justin Peach. Hey, I'm Chris. And welcome to the Bible Buffoons podcast. Welcome back, buddy. Here we are. Doing it. Just took a week off. No big deal. It's fine. Uh, and apparently people missed you because looking at our <laughs> analytics, people did not care to hear me by myself. Well, I liked it. I thought you did a nice Short job. and sweet. What? You think right. we could do a seven-minute podcast today? Uh, no, we're already, <laughs> no. We're, we're already a minute in. I don't know. <laughs> no. I don't think we can. We all talk about. There's Thanksgiving. Oh, man. Yeah. This is going to come out Thanksgiving, right? Thanksgiving Day. Thursday, I yeah. I think last year we adjusted the schedule, though. Well, we, well let's do it on Wednesday. We, we put it all out right. a day early for well, holiday travel. We did. So, yeah. all right. This will come out. We are recording this on a Tuesday. You'll get it tomorrow. You'll get it tomorrow on a Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Perfect. Yeah. Who See, knows? we're thinking about you. We're always thinking about you out there. Mm-hmm. That's probably, the, that's what we do the most. <laughs> <laughs> Think about That's you. our number one thing is thinking about thinking you Thinking about there. you guys. Man, I got a lot of smells. My nose, guys, is always a little janky. I got a candle. What kind of candle is this? My it wife says, just goes. Says, my wife goes to the store and comes back with like eight candles and goes, "Take these to your office." Beechwood and sassafras, ocean mist. Oh, close enough. You're very, you're very <laughs> close. We also got some hot sauce. The best hot sauce. It's really good. It is uh, Branford's. Branford's crazy mango hot sauce. A little All sweet. Natural. A lot of spice. Yeah, it's really good. Chris loves this. Uh, and we have an open container, an, an open container of deviled eggs that I made last night. So we got a lot of smells going on here. I made taco Tuesday deviled eggs. I made their themed deviled eggs. Hispanic theme. I had no recipe. It just, he, I diced up some, his, I just kept adding stuff to it and said, yes. I'm done. Yes. Uh, and they're good. I've so there we two. go. And then I also have coffee. Yes. Next week. So we have a lot of weirdness going on with smells guys. Just, just, a paint this picture for you of what we're looking at on my desk uh hanging out uh, well hey we hope you guys have a good thanksgiving yeah what a great week just it's weird in the office always around thanksgiving and christmas it gets weird because we don't know where anyone's at uh, <laughs> we don't know who's gonna be here show up in the office yeah. people are in and out it's, it's, and, people and, having surgeries left and right and, and i feel like uh in our church too, like same way, people are like just gone, and that's why I preach this week. <laughs> Brett's like, I know, ain't no one, ain't yeah. no one gonna be here, um, which is always true. Yeah, it was a light crowd. I bet it'll be a light crowd on Sunday. You'll be a way light crowd Sunday. That's um, good. You know, go see your families, safe yeah. travels, eat some food. Man, I love Thanksgiving. We talked about this last year. We don't. We may not need to rehash it, but like, hey, go back. I actually went back this best. morning and listened to a little bit of it. Of last year's where we talked about did we do a food episode? What did they eat back then? Yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah, so we talked about what they ate back then. That was a good. And one. I may have made deviled eggs that day too. I'm I'm I know you made them that week, and I ate them on camera. You do? We did. <laughs> we did eat them on camera. It was in this very same container. I bet. Um. Uh. Yeah. I. That's probably my favorite food as well because it's good hot and it's good cold. Like, yeah. I'll eat some cold turkey. Oh. I'd almost rather prefer it cold. Uh, some mashed potatoes, it's stuffing, just, dressing, whatever you call it. See, I, I, I'm a person who really appreciates variety. 
Yeah. And in the everyday life of people, you just your meal typically consists of like one, two, maybe three things on the plate. Thanksgiving though, you have it all. You can just have a little bite of everything, and that makes me so happy. One of my favorites, and I think we talked about this last year. One of my favorite traditions with my in laws and like their friend, they're my friends too, and the people now. Uh, but it's like four or five families get together on Wednesday night and we watch planes, trains, and automobiles. It's like the Thanksgiving movie. Which is about them is getting the, home for Thanksgiving. Is that the only Thanksgiving movie? No, surely not. I don't know any other Thanksgiving ones. One. Huh? I can't think of another No, one. there has to be other Thanksgiving movies, but this is the Thanksgiving movie. And so we, I mean, I think I've been doing this for like 15 years. They've been doing it longer than that. Where we get together and we watch the movie, but that's that may be one of my favorite food nights. Oh yeah, it's all finger foods, snacking and watching. It's all you, know, you have like the ham and cheese sliders with the poppy seed dressing over it. Somebody's gonna just roll up straight from Publix and be like, "Here's some wings," and you're like, "Awesome, that sounds great." Somebody comes and says, "Here's crystals has been brought before no. a sack full." You're like, "Thank you, thank you." This is it. This is a this is a Thanksgiving miracle. It's a feast, <laughs> right? And then you got the queso dip and the spinach dip, and you got the sweet pretzels and all. You get everything. Yeah, it's like perfect. Meatballs, bacon wrapped smokies. It it is all good. Yes. So we're going up there a little bit early. So I'm trying to decide. Usually I don't make anything because we're usually like Pulling getting in, there yeah. when it starts. But now Mary we're going to get there a bit early. This week, right? Yeah. Uh huh. So we're gonna go tomorrow morning. I gotta figure out what I'm gonna make. I think you should make your world famous smoked queso. I'm making that tonight. Uh, it doesn't sit good waiting. Doesn't, doesn't, and they don't have a smoker nice, up there. Yeah. They don't have a smoker up there. Uh, Smoke some wings while you got the smoker fired up. Those are easy. Tonight? No, yeah. I think I'm going to go easy and just do a goat cheese log with a, like a... Some pepper jelly? Uh, with like a parsley, red pepper flake, olive oil drizzle on it. A little drizzle? And a little... <laughs> a little baguette, <laughs> <laughs> little so, little anyways. crusty hila bread. Because it's gonna be easy. That's gonna be easy. Oh, my favorite thing to eat. My favorite appetizer. One of my favorite appetizer pre-game snack little thing. I, I love a cheese ball. Nice. Who doesn't like a good cheese ball? I'm not super into a cheese ball. You're not. A, you're not a, a cheese ball head. Yeah. Well, is that the thing? It's like basically a ball of cheese surrounded by nuts. Uh, it could be surrounded by a lot of things, but typically nuts. Okay. Shaved nuts. Yeah, like, uh, well, uh, almonds. Yeah. That kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Not a big cheat. You know, whatever. We can move on. This isn't. Right, sorry. <laughs> That's what we talked about. Hey, we do got some updates. It's, <laughs> I, I forget the other one. It's time for a Bible Buffoon's Global Update. Maybe oh, I remember the other one And state stats. State stats. All right. Uh, all right. So the global one, yes, Singapore. Singapore. I don't think we've talked about this, guys. But we got Singapore. Um, I didn't want to do any updates last week when you weren't here, and then uh. I think I, we forgot one time. <laughs> but we got Singapore. Singapore. Don't know anything about it. Thank you guys for listening. Two two things I know about Singapore: awesome food culture. Oh yeah, and uh, they whipped that one guy when we were like in elementary school. Remember the guy that got he he graffitied. And he had a public. What are you talking about? A public caning. Really? Yeah, he was an in like American. Like the nineties or eighties? Yeah, like in the nineties. An American got caned. Yeah, got he, like did, he graffitied somewhere, 
And his punishment was to like get a whipping in public. I, I got to do some research. I, that I, I hope you're not offending our listener in oh, Singapore, yeah. hey, but it just he, happened there. He broke the rules. That's a, that's, well, that's true. Go right? to another country. You got to right, follow hey, their laws. That's very true. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I guess good job, Singapore. Yeah, they, they, you know. <laughs> Don't graffiti. That's the, Don't graffiti. that's the number one lesson here. Do not graffiti. In another country where you don't know the laws. Because you might get because whipped Because I got to be like, man, I'll pay a $250 fine. Like, nope, we're going to nope. spank you. We are going to whip you in public. Yeah. And on, was it on TV? I'm sure it was. All right. Well, I'm going to do some research. Watch me have completely misremembered that story. And it was like a totally different place. And it didn't happen. <laughs> I... I <laughs> We're gonna but check it out looking at the, if we the, the notes for the thing that is a memory that is stuck with me. Oh, okay, yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, and then we have Nevada, Nevada, cha-ching, gotcha, ching, <laughs> Nevada. Um, yeah, cool. What's the state number at right now? You know, offhand, thirty-eight, thirty-eight, thirty-nine. I think thirty-nine. Yeah. I think it's thirty-nine. We're creeping. Yeah, we're getting there, guys. We're creeping. We're getting there. That's uh, so we have 39 Nevada. Have you ever been in Nevada? Never. Been to Las Vegas. In Las Vegas in Nevada? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so you've, I, you've been. To- I've, I've been. I've been to Las Vegas. The way you said that. Oh, I haven't been, but I've been to Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been to Las Vegas. Uh, like 2000 and like three. It was yeah. a long time ago. It was fun. Never been. Oh, I got. So I was maybe 18, 17, 18. So if you're 18, you can just like kind of walk freely in the casinos. But you can't gamble. No, and I'm not a like. Yeah. I have been to casinos as an adult, yeah. and I still never gambled. Yeah. Like I'll go to friends. Like I don't have that yeah. bug to be like, let me see if I can make some money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I might play. You know, we do like poker night in high school or college, and just yeah. have fun. But I'm always like, this is taking too long. Can I please leave? <laughs> like I don't really care. Um, but I do remember going from like a pool to our room or something. Uh, we stayed at the Mirage. Uh, that's where uh, Siegfried and Roy had their stuff. The tiger got didn't, loose. Didn't see them. No. Oh. Uh, anyways, walking through the casino, this is early on in his career, somewhat early on, there was Jamie Foxx like right next to me. Nice. And a guy was talking to him. <clears throat> just like, he was just, he was just standing in a casino by himself. Just hanging out. And I, I said, hey, Jamie Foxx. He goes, yep. Hey, like, uh, hey, buddy! Nice to meet you. And I like, walked on, but now there's no way Jamie Foxx can yeah. walk through a you, casino. Uh, I did. I did hear that he was uh, at Crab Island in Destin like the week before we were there this summer. Are you serious? Yeah, like on a boat, like living it up. Out That's of like, cr- like when you think about like football players and like sports athletes and coaches. A lot of them go down to 30A or Destin and do that, and you're yeah. like, and then I. I'll look at Twitter or whatever and be like, they were, they're the same. Like yeah. they literally were restaurants down for me. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, man, you like the beach? So they like out. the beach. So yeah. Hang out. Well, Nevada. Welcome. Welcome. I saw a weird documentary on YouTube the other night about uh waste of money. Uh, like the biggest waste of money ever. Yeah. And one of them was they went into this mountain range. Yeah. Built by volcanoes many moons ago in uh, Nevada. Yeah. And they built this big tunnel, the U.S. did, to take all of the nuclear waste and store it there from all over the country. Okay. And it was this big deal. But Nevada does not have a nuclear plant. 
And so the people got super mad. Like, why are we taking all this? And so now it's like this billion dollars of this tunnel system under this mountain of Nevada that's never been used. Huh. So what do we do with that? Ah, I don't know. (laughs) They didn't go that far. Okay. It wasn't about the nuclear. It was about big waste of money. Got it. Like there's, there's like other like countries that like moved their like capital and made a whole new city. Yeah. And like no one lives there. Because people are like, I don't want to go over there now. I like where I'm at. Yeah. So they have like big waste of money. Like you guys spent your entire The whole like, documentary was about. I said documentary. It was like a 14 minute YouTube video. Ah. I say documentary. It's documentary style. Okay. Yeah. There you go. It was a documentary that, style YouTube video. That, uh, that was a wrong wording. I, I wanted to sound smarter. I said I watched a documentary <laughs> when it was really just a YouTube video. Waste of money. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I like that. Then another. Yeah. Whatever. We we can we can get off of that. Um, all right, hey, we are wrapping up our love like that, love like that series. We went through mindful, approachable, graceful, grace filled, giving grace, uh, bold, mm-hmm. and now we are wrapping up with self giving. Yeah, giving of yourself. The big finale. And I think that there's a reason that Dr. Les Parrott put this at the end. Yeah. I think this is, might be one of the hardest ones. This, this has the most skin in the game. This is the most like, all right, well, I'll think about things or I'll be nice and make people be yeah. approachable. But this is like for real self-giving. It's a, it's a little bit like uh, building blocks too. Like to, to, to really give of yourself. Uh-huh. Is a is a mature it's oh, a mature yeah. approach to life, and you got to kind of work through these other steps to get to that place. And I think, uh, you know, we see that in Jesus too. Like his ultimate act of love was to literally give of himself, his life, all the yes. way. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, if that's our model, this is like the big. This is the this is finish. the landing place. Like you want to you want to love like Jesus. Give give up yourself. Yeah. It, and I think it's hard because whether we like to uh, admit it or not, we're all somewhat selfish. Yeah, for sure. Right? I mean, I think in some aspect, you're right there, bud. Yeah, there's something on my shirt. I don't know. What is it, egg? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You got some we egg and hot sauce now. on your shirt. Uh, I think we're selfish. And I think part of it is just like, one, we're selfish. I just think culturally, it's just kind of pushed you to be like, think about yourself all the time. Yeah. But two, uh, that's how you kind of live and get ahead. And like, you have to kind of think about yourself somewhat yeah. to survive in some way. Um, I think that's becoming less and less. Like, we're no longer having to be like, you know, like hunter gatherers and like, I'm going to think about just my family yeah. to survive. I think we're going to survive. So I think there could be ways. But um, I think there's a part where we we're just, selfish people and this is why this one is so hard i think this is the the most dramatic difference between human nature and new human nature in christ oh i think i think it's totally normal for humans to be you know at least primarily concerned with their well-being and the well-being of their immediate family um but in Christ, you know, it really flips everything around and everyone else uh, comes before you. 
but if everybody's doing that, that makes a really cool society. Yeah. And that's kind of the, the deal yeah. here. Yes. Well, it, yeah, that, that's hard when only a few people are yeah, doing it yeah. and then some aren't. Um, if you've this, got, if you've got some givers and a lot of takers, ta- there's like a, that's a there's, bad formula. There's like a big, yeah. big imbalance where it's yeah. like, wait a minute. Um, there's a study done. I don't know what year this was, but this came from the book. Uh, 1941. And, <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, published in the New York times magazine, uh, they did like a big survey and they reported that only 17% of the people say that they were selfish themselves. Right. But 60% think that most other people are selfish. <laughs> it's like, uh, I'm not selfish. I'm not selfish at all. That I'm, dude over there is super <laughs> selfish. Uh, but there's a way where it's like, no, I don't think I am, but, but the world is. Well, yeah. again, there may be an imbe- like if you yeah. look at the math here, that is where we're at. Um, Matthew six twenty five, you know, kind of talks about this. And I think part of us giving it up of being less selfish of, being more self-giving and more of our time and more of our energy and more of our money and more of our resources, more of our talents, more of our fill in the blank Yeah, is, well, if I give that up and I surrender that, then I don't have anything. Mm. Then, then it's more out and not coming in and again. But in Matthew 16, 25, you know, Jesus says like, you will find your life when you give it away. Yeah. Right. One that will give their life for somebody else. Then you will truly find it that a fulfilled life, and when you truly find who you are and find who God wants you to be, when you look at that person's life, the majority of it is giving out to other people. Yeah. Giving out love and grace and mercy and the talents and all the things being like, I want to help other people. Yeah. Again, Jesus is <clears throat> pretty doggone good example of this. Yeah. Right. Which is why the book is let's look at Jesus on how he loved people. And one of the main ways is he was self-giving. Yeah, that's that's one of the most upside down statements in in the Bible. You know, if you want to find your life, lose it. Yeah. But I think like if you if you follow that path and you live that out, you find that it's it's it re- it really makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um. If if I spend my time and attention just trying to fulfill the desires that I have approaching life in a selfish way, a self-centered way, there is no satisfaction in that. You're never going to have enough that you're like, okay, I have enough now. I'm finally satisfied. You're never going to have the, the job that you're Uh like, okay, I finally did it. This is it. It's more, it's more, it's more. You're always looking for that next thing. Whereas if you just stop that and you say, it's not about me anymore. How can I serve? How can yeah. I plug in and help others? There's satisfaction in that. You see the the result of the work that you do and you're like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, and you want to do more. You, you know? get this you get this satisfaction when you surrender. Right. Like a true life is not I'm in ownership of everything yeah. of my life. A true life is I surrender my whole life to God. Yeah. And then and then you can be satisfied and you can be fulfilled being like, no, I'm just constantly giving out to where God wants me to give out to. Yeah. And everything that I get on the back end of that from my family and myself and everything like great. Yeah. But that's not what I'm doing. That's yep. not why I'm here. Um, which is hard. Um, we talked, we talked earlier before, before the mics were on, uh, when I worked at Dell, Yeah. I worked at a church and then I worked at Dell computers for a bit. And then I work at this church here at Homewood. Um, uh, but I was in there. They are very business oriented, minded, and you've been in a business where it's like 
you got to make your numbers. You got to sell. Yep. You want to get money. And they were really big about get her early, get her late, make more money, work. The more you work, the more money, and they, all this stuff. And I'm, I'm just not motivated by money. Yeah. And it would baffle them. They're like, well, why don't you? I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm hitting all my numbers. Yeah. I'm not like slacking. I'm doing exactly what I need to be doing. I'm selling a bunch of your crazy computers and servers <laughs> and whatnot. But they're like, you could do so much more. And I'm like, I would rather be home with my wife. Yeah. I don't want to be here all day. I want to go out and have fun. I want to live my life. And just this deal of, it's just always like, no, but you can have more, make more, and do more, and be more. That's always going to be there. Yeah. So you sit back and go, that's that's not what's going to rule who I am. Yeah. Um, and leave that in there. Um, there's this quote by Henry Drummond. It says, you will find as you look back upon your life at the moments when you have truly lived are the moments when you have done things in the spirit of love. Yeah. Which is going to be serving, mm -hmm. which is going to be self giving of yourself in that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and giving of that. Um, all right. So there's this thing called a flashbulb memory, right? Have you ever seen the movie Inside Out? I have. You, you have little kids. Yes. The odds are high, right? Yes. Do you remember the girl's name in that? Haley, Riley. Riley. Riley, yes. Riley. Also, one, you're either were a good, you were either a good um, actor just now or you really forgot because you have my notes. And it's also in the notes. So but I, you, you may not have read that or not. But awesome if you have it. <laughs> I remember you said it uh, on Sunday. Okay. Okay. Probably I more did. so than I, I <laughs> did notes. not read it in the I, I just looked. I was like, it's actually written on the piece of paper uh, in front of you. Sorry, bud. I knew uh, it was something E. E. Riley. Yeah, you're right. Um, Bailey was going to be my next. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, Riley, this girl who has these core like memories, and then you have like the happy and anger and excited and all those little cartoon people in her head and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But they were just saying like, hey, there's these core moments that we try to hold on to. So scientists have figured out that there's a thing that's called flashbulb um, flash memories mm. that um, – uh, uh, um, ooh, let's see. So a, a flashbulb memory is, is, is a surprise of something we didn't expect or something so incredibly meaningful. It, it releases a chemical in our brain called glutamate. Oh, glutamate, glutamate, glutamate. Uh, the chemical helps us focus our attention, making the memory clear, vivid, and more detailed. Huh? Is there a time or a moment and we just talked, you know, just a while ago about one. But is there a time or a moment where you're like, "Oh no, that's a flashbulb memory for me"? Yeah, I think I have lots of these, but I, I have four very distinct ones. Uh, I can just like close my eyes right now and see Katie walking down the aisle. Yeah, yeah. At our wedding. Yeah, that's a flashbulb Boom. memory for sure. Of course. And then I have. Is that the first time that you saw her? That was, day, yeah, was that or 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 did y'all have like a we viewing, had a thing where I saw her before, but yeah, but like still like the doors yeah. open up and yeah, it was yeah, like this yeah. is happening. <laughs> oh, okay, we we are it, we are here now. Um, and then with each of my kids' birth, yeah, there were different moments in that in those experiences that are extremely vivid. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I I, I could say that too. Mine would be three, even though I have three kids, but the yeah. twins, yeah, two and one. Uh, but that was still a time Jack being born. I, I would say that, um, I feel like a lot of people, there's like car wrecks. Yeah. 
where they remember like where they were going, what music was on the radio, what was being said, blah, 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 blah. And then boom, that happens. And yep. the smell and the excitement and all the stuff going on. Um, I would say for us too, maybe, maybe nine 11. Yeah. Like that was just like a, like one of the most biggest moments of our lives. Yep. That's pretty vivid of like, man, where I was at in school and whose class I was in. We went and watched TV and did all, we just stayed basically in the film room, like our football film room yeah. and just watched TV all day. Yeah. Um, just kind of a moment. So having this flashbulb memory, it releases this chemical and it makes it more vivid, more real. And it sticks with you. Like yeah. you can remember very detailed each one of your kid's birth. Like, yeah probably do a weird amount of like yeah. what's going on and what that meant and, and everything about it. Jesus kind of does this as well. Mm. In John 13, in John 13, we have this kind of the last supper deal. Yeah. So Jesus has the last supper or he kind of institutes the last supper communion. We know in 15, one of our favorite um, verses and stories of Jesus talking about the vine and yeah. remaining in me. That's a little bit later on after it. But in the middle of this, again, this is the last time that Jesus is with these people. This is towards the end of it. Yeah. He says, okay, here's what I'm going to do. And he makes a flashbulb memory. Right. He makes one of these core memories for these guys. Um, and he begins <laughs> to um, wash their feet. Yeah. Which we have talked about before on this. That is bonkers. Mm -hmm. Like that is like, that is reserved for like the lowest servant in the house. Yeah. And Jesus says, I'm going to take that place. Um, so 13, starting at three, it says, Jesus, knowing that the father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. Um, he laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel wrapped around him. And then he starts coming to people, um, you know, and just doing all this. And then at the end, and if you go like 15, it says, For you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done for you. So, so he does this whole deal. He washes his feet. He even washes Judas's feet. He mm -hmm. washes, you know, Simon uh, Peter's feet here. And he's like, no, don't wash me. He's like, yes. He's like, all right, well, then wash my whole body. Like, if you're going to do this, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> kind of goes on. But at the end there, he says, I'm giving you this example. Yeah. If you want to know what it looks like to love, yeah. if you want to know what it looks like to follow Jesus, to walk in his steps, to, to be who Jesus wants you to be, he says, you get on your hands and your knees and you wash people's feet. Yeah. You serve. Mm. You don't, you don't think of yourself highly of like, this is reserved for the lowest servant. How dare you wash my feet? It's like, no, I am willing to do anything it takes to serve and to put others first and to be self-giving. Yeah. This is tough, man. Like we love categories. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we have to know where we fit into the pecking order and the disciples were the same way. You see it kind of come up over and over again as they're hanging out with Jesus. They're like, who's going to be at your right hand? You know, when all this happens, who's, you know, who's going to be the greatest in your kingdom, so on and so forth. And Jesus with his words has constantly been trying to get them to understand that yeah. he, there, there's there. It's not, things are not going to be the way they are now in the future. And they just can't comprehend that. They can't get it. 
And so here he goes beyond words and he shows them. This is it, the best word that I can come up with for it is debasement. Ooh. He is he is the highest. He physically in their group, he's their rabbi, he's their yes. teacher. He has the highest place of honor. Spiritually, theologically, he he's is. God. Yeah. So Jesus he is, has the highest is place. The tippy in top top. Yeah. And he's saying, I'm going to take the lowest position among you right now and serve you in a way that's extremely meaningful. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how long it took them to wrestle with that and uh, to to un- unwrap how how meaningful that was for them. But really, it's, it's a foreshadowing. Oh, Jesus yeah. is saying, I'm going to go lower than this. You think this is low? I'm about to die a criminal's death that I don't deserve. Soon. For you. Yeah. I'm washing your feet today. I'm going to hang on the cross for you tomorrow. I don't know if that's yeah, yeah, the actual yeah. timeline, but you get <laughs> oh, what I'm saying. Oh, it sounded good. Yeah, yeah, soon. Yeah. Very and good. and it's just category breaking. Like, we want to have structure and systems and and, and Classes and yeah. this, yeah. And Jesus is just like, you're not going to have it in my world. In my kingdom, it doesn't work that way. You know? Yeah. It, it, that's... Um. Again, that's just kind of groundbreaking, and I think that we—I mean, it's like earth—that's like earth shattering. Yeah. That's that just flips everything upside down yeah. for sure. Uh, but it's a good example, and I love where he says, "Look, I just did this, so you will do this as well." Yeah. So if our it can't get any clearer than that. yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like, hey man, it's like I've tried telling you this, and I'm going <laughs> to show you. So for us, so for us, over the past four or five weeks, I don't know how long we've been doing this junk. Four or five weeks of the love like that. We've been looking at being mindful and looking at being approachable and looking at being these things. So this is kind of the end of it. And if we're looking at this entire series, how do we love more like Jesus? Yeah. This end point is we have to be more self-giving of ourselves yeah. and, and think outside the box and not put ourselves in this class structure system and be like, all right, how can I do this? Yeah. So for us, you know, we're going to wrap up. We got just a few different ways here. Um, on what are some ways, practical ways, for you, the listener, for us sitting here talking, that we could be more self-giving. Yeah. Now, again, we could say it, give more of yourself, open your eyes, do these things, wash people's feet, serve, <laughs> put up the dishes more, take out the trash. We can say those things, right? Yeah. But what are some extra ways? Um, so number one, I think, is like, go the extra mile. Yeah. Um, Matthew 5.41 says, if anyone forces you to go one mile, Go with them two miles. Do you know where that comes from? I do. You do? Yes. Okay. So Drop some you, knowledge. You want me to do it? Yeah, okay. that's fine. So, uh, and I'll see if I'm right or you're right. We'll see if we're the same. The Jerusalem, the people of Israel uh-huh. are uh-huh. under Roman occupation. And the Romans had tons of laws about different things. But one of those really unique laws was if a Roman soldier told you, commanded you, you had to carry his gear his clothing, his stuff, at least a mile. That was what your Typically obligation it was, was. Kids. Okay. So on their way home. Yeah. So it wasn't just one mile. It was on the way back home. So for the last mile of the Roman soldier's trip back home, um, he could have a kid carry his stuff. So kids would go around and stake out a mile. Yeah. So if a Roman soldier says, carry my stuff, they're like, uh-uh, you got 10 more steps so I can carry. Like, they knew exactly what a mile was. Yeah. And said, I'm not going to carry it any more than within this area. Yeah. And that boy would have to carry it yeah. um, all the way home just to give 
I guess that soldier, that last mile break, yeah. having to carry his stuff. So yeah, that's right. But Jesus says, if they force, if they force you to go one mile, because that was the law. Yeah. He says, what would it look like if you were to go two miles out? Yeah. And say, no, I got it from here. And people are like, why would you do that? Yeah. But that's again, that's an extra like think outside the box deal for Jesus is like, don't do the bare minimum. Yeah. Well, and this uh, the context here is really important too. Like Roman, it, it's yeah. easy for us to think, yeah, I'll go above and beyond for people that I love and that I care about. You that's have easy. let my dogs out and been at my house. I'm <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, we make sure Santa's okay. And you'll easy. go over there and you know feed them, and we'll do that. Hey, man, I got some packages on the porch. You put them up, sure. But think about this in in terms of your enemy. Yeah, people who have taken over your. And that's who Jesus is saying. You go above and beyond for those people. You want to make yeah. a difference in the world. You you love and serve those people. That's a whole different thing. That's the extra, extra, extra mile. Yeah. Like that's going way more. And then so for us, you know, one of the things is, you know, when I read that is, is do the unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. That would t- be totally unexpected. Do the unexpected. Like if you be self-giving, make them go, are you, what are you talking about? Everything okay? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I was like, no, I want to do this. Um, and one that may be just a conversation starter. Like why? Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to love more like Jesus would. And Jesus went the extra mile yeah. and he did things unexpected. So am I. Yeah. And that may be a good, just little conversation starter there. Um, and doing that. And for you and for us at church, even people we know, um, you know, like going the extra mile. If you meet someone at church, you see someone at church that, you know, and they go, Hey, we pray for me. Absolutely. Yes. I'll pray for you. Yeah. What does it look like to be like, why, what is going on? Can I pray for you now? Also, what can we do for you right now? Yeah. Like, do you need food? Do you need Like, do you need someone to pick up stuff? Like what else can I do for you? Instead of the bare minimum yeah. of saying, sure. Yeah. What does it look like to go an extra mile and actually do that? Yeah, that's right. Um, so that's big in there. Uh, the second one is the golden rule. And you know that delicious that's, barbecue. Uh-uh, not anymore. Oh, they gone. No, it's I Archie's. It just, I thought it was just that one. The whole golden rule is gone. Oh, I don't know. What a bummer. But it's Archie's. It's the same exact thing. Is I, it? I, I don't think anyone is. I don't think. I think it's the same workers. I think everything is exactly the same. <laughs> they just decided to change. They changed their name. Sorry, guys. Local barbecue talk. Uh, which is that phrase is not in the Bible. Yes. The golden rule. But we all we all know it. Um, Matthew seven twelve. do to others what you would have them do to you for this sums up the law and the prophets. Mm. Um, I think this is actively treating others the way that we want to be treated. Yes. Um, and so I talked a little bit about this, how this is not new or this concept is a little bit different, but it's not new in other religions either. Right. Like this idea. So there's, um, I can't even say this. Confucianism. Confucianism. Yeah. It's just a hard word. Like when you read it, my brain <laughs> just stops. Too many C's. Too many U-C-I-A in this. I'm like, I don't know where those eyes go. Like I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> those eyes. Um, says what you, and this is also very hard for someone who's dyslexic. Like there's a lot of do not Do's what and do you not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it says what you do not want done to yourself. Do not do to others. Right. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Sure. Sounds great. Uh, Hinduism. This is the sum of duty. Do not do to others what would cause pain if done to you. Got it. Sounds good. Uh, Buddhism. Hurt not others in ways that yourself would find hurtful. Dunzo. But when you look at this, 
it's a little bit different if you read that Matthew. Yeah. Do not uh, do to others what you would have them do to you for this under the law. And those other ones, it is a just don't hurt people. Don't do it. Just like, don't, I don't do. I don't want to get punched in the face, so I'm not going to punch anybody else in the face. Perfect. <laughs> but R says like, go and give them a pie. Right. Don't punch them in the face and go give them a pie. Right. Like, whoa, okay, that's different. It's like go above and beyond. Positive um, versus negative, active versus passive. Yeah. Like, so that's kind of the way that I'm. passive is just like sitting there saying, all right, I'm not going to hurt anybody today. So that's the old saying. Like if you have nothing to say nice, don't, don't say, say anything, anything at yeah. all. This is no say good things then. Yeah. Like even go above and beyond. If you don't have anything nice to say, think of something nice to say. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. If you have nothing nice to say, change your thinking. Yeah. Find something nice to say with that person and then Figure go say out. it. Yeah. And then go tweet it. Uh yeah. So it's this again, actively treating others. So um think about how you do that. Yeah. Think about how you actively are you actively um being nice or are you just passively not being a turd? Yeah. <laughs> Like we're not called to do that. Jesus was actively nice to people. Yeah. Um, so we can do that. Uh, what else? Um, I think, well, I guess the fourth one, third one, I don't know how these go. My a numbering system is not great. Uh, live a life of empathy. Yes. And again, Jesus did this very, very well. Um, it, what is your definition of empathy? Because it's hard. Empathy and sympathy, when you think I, about right, it. So I'll go ahead and say, I, I like what you shared on Sunday and what you got in your notes better than what I would have said or what well, I Well, it's not say. me. It's Les Parrot. Like, okay. Yeah, I was the same way. I was like, oh, he put this out. That's good. I like so much better than I would have done. Sympathy for me has always been, I see a situation that you're in and I feel bad that you're oh, in that situation. Yes. Empathy is I'm going to get up in your situation with you yeah. and be there with you and help you in whatever mm -hmm. ways I can. It's like a, a watching what's happening and feeling bad about it at, versus doing whatever I have within my power to be, be there with you and to yes. help you. Yes. Yeah, so, so in the book they put it, they said sympathy is throwing a life ring from the shore to someone in need. Empathy is getting in the cold water, thrashing around to help that person. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. It is a sitting on the sideline going, oh, that stinks for them. Bless their heart. Sorry, you're drowning. Sorry. Or saying, I'm going to jump in and help you. Like, I'm going to go in and do the best I can yeah. and do this. And whatever it may look like. And I love that it says like thrashing around. Yeah. That, where, it's, where it's like. It's not all clean. It's and not neat. clean. Yeah. It's like, like, it is. Living a life of empathy and having that kind of as a self-giving, it is messier and it is riskier. Yeah, for sure. It is not. You're right. It is not clean. And mm. I think church people, we like clean. Absolutely. I'll write the same check. I'll sit in my same seats. I will sing Talk to the same songs, people. the same people, and we're done. And if an outsider comes in, you're like, where's a minister to talk to this person? They look different than I do. Yeah. Or this person may be homeless. Can can can, can somebody help? Can somebody help this person? Yeah. Right? Like, but it's messier and it's riskier to say, I'm gonna put myself in this situation. Yes. To help them out. And it's more Jesus-ier. It's it's messier, it's riskier, but it's Jesus-ier. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's a bumper sticker. <laughs> uh um because once you go into that, one, it's hard to get out. Yeah. Right, like, like once you put yourself in someone's life in that way, yeah. it's hard to remove yourself. Yeah, 
not in a bad way. Yeah. Like, hey, now you are truly walking with somebody. Yeah. And you're truly mentoring and you're truly growing and you're truly helping out um, the way that is. And when I think about that, to tie this all together with Jesus washing of the feet, um, but knowing what he's going to do in the next few days, like Jesus didn't throw us a lifeline. Yeah. He was the lifeline. Yeah. He went to the cross Mm -hmm. and said, hey, not, hey, well, there's a way to save you. He goes, and that saving you is me going to this earth, doing everything that I did, getting ridiculed, getting beaten, getting, it was a lot messier and riskier for Jesus to come to this earth than for him to step in heaven being like, Hey God, yeah. can we find another way to do this? Yeah. He lived that life. Yeah. Um, and that was a perfect example. Like he did the ultimate self giving. Yeah. As much as you can do it. Yeah. He did it. He gave his life all the way. So that we can do it. Yeah. And so that we can be self-giving and see that example. Not that we have to die for everybody, but that we can be like, hey, I can put myself out there. Yeah. Because I'm surrendering to him. This is what it's supposed to be. Um, and I think if we do some of these steps, it's going to be good. Absolutely. Like, it's going to change the way people see us and see God and see the religion and see that. It was great. So I taught, if you go to our church you're going to read this and be like, I just heard all these guys. I just <laughs> preached last week, three days, two days ago. Yeah. I don't know what day it is. Hey, it's Tuesday. When they hear it, it would have been three days, three four days, days ago. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. So I preached on the day. I preached all of these except for bold. You left it out. I left bold out. It was too many already. Yeah. And that was my least favorite one. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. I just thought this one kind of fit. Yeah. Um, I had to take something out, but I did it. And afterwards I had a parent come up to me. This isn't like patting myself on the back. This is really talking about Jesus. Uh, I had a parent come to me and go, hey, did you see my family over there? I was like, yeah, you had a lot of extra people over there. When you're, you know, when you're preaching, you see a lot of people. You see it all. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, we have a bunch of foreign exchange students with us. And I didn't really get into it. We were kind of rushed. But she said, we have a lot of foreign ex- from a lot of different places. Um, and said, I don't know if they've ever heard the gospel preached before. Mm. And I... And she said, I don't know if they even know anything about Jesus or God. I mean, I'm sure they know a little bit about yeah. it, just probably Internet. just hearing it. Yeah, <laughs> just hearing it. But she was like, man, I love that sermon. She was like, that was the best sermon for someone new to hear because it's yeah. all about, hey, love like Jesus loves yeah, and love people around you. Um, and that was a really good compliment, not for me, but just for the material of like, hey, we need to hear this. I also had another shepherd come up to me and said, hey, we need to hear this sermon like once a month. Yeah. Not me preaching this sermon. He goes, but we need to be reminded all the time that our ultimate goal is just to love like Jesus loves. Yeah. And if you could focus all your energy which on that. Which is crazy love. like Yeah, yeah, which is really hard, which yeah. is why we need to be reminded so much yeah. of it because it, it is not an easy thing to do. For sure. But it's like if we can work on that constantly, things are going to change. Yeah. Like lives will be changed and generations will be changed and communities will be changed. Yeah. If we just focus on loving like Jesus. Yep. So, hey, we get sidetracked. If you're in, we get a lot of sidetracked. If you're from Singapore to Denmark to Nevada, Nevada, um, love like Jesus, love more like Jesus. Um, and there's way more stories of Jesus doing this as well yeah. from what all we hit in the past few weeks. But that's just some of the ones in the book. If you like that book, go on Amazon, get it, buy it, buy. read it. It's it's like 12 bucks. Maybe you can get, you can, you can get a Kindle version. Yeah. It's really good. It's great. It does way better than what we've done the past five <laughs> weeks. There's a lot way more awesome stuff in there. 
Well, hey, uh, make sure to share this, rate this, subscribe this, review this, five star. I don't know how, I don't know what things are anymore. You can do um, all of that and more. Do all those things and more. Um, and hey, have a happy Thanksgiving. Have a Thanksgiving. Eat the pie. Eat the food. Love your family. Wear some stretchy pants. Have grace with one another. Have grace with one another. Have gravy with one another. Grace and gravy, baby. That's it. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> We're out. See ya.